Amen. I want you to expect God. He said he will do far above what we ask or think. Yeah? That's what he said. So I want you to come to God expecting. Scripture said he that must come before God must come before him what? Believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'll ask you this question that if you if I ask you most of you who had encounters and believed that you met with Jesus who did you see? Most of you who had encounters earlier and had an experience of probably an angel what did you see? You see God would operate based on the level of your knowledge so he would do far above your own knowledge so as long as what you have not imagined yet he can do beyond the scope of your imagination it's on top of your imagination he adds the more are we here so today i don't know what you're expecting god to do in your life most times, the reason, most of us, when we had the encounters of dreams that we said, Jesus spoke to me, you saw a man with beards. Who told you Jesus had beards? Who told you that Jesus is a beard kind man? But you see, what you had been able to imagine was a man with beards. And so if God will speak to you, he would not speak to you with somebody too strange for you to understand. He will have to communicate with an easier mind with what you can understand. So most times prophetic things are given to men in the understanding of things that they had understanding about. I'm not here to teach, but then I'm, I'm here to make you open your mind as wide as possible that God will do something better in your life. You see, a lot of us will never see certain things because we have never even imagined that type. So we can't really have that experience of God in that level. God will do far more above our imagination. If you have not imagined God in any way, imagine him in a, in a bigger way that you have never imagined him today. And he will show you certain things. Let me tell you, let me just share this with you. That I know a lot of you ask, how do people get to hear names? How do people get to see and then assume that this is this and this is that in the prophetical realm? It's actually just an ex a simple explanation of certain symbols, if you can interpret them. But then the symbols were symbols that were relevant to you in your life in one time or the other. Are you listening to me? So somehow, God wants to tell you who this person is. So he uses... This is Minister Chooks, right? Mm -hmm. And he's known as Mimshak, right? Mm -hmm. Are we here? Yes, sir. And so, or this is Minister Chooks. Probably he's 40 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And you know about the fact that Minister Chooks is 40 years old. Then you come before a woman and the first person you're seeing is Minister Chooks' face when you came before the woman to pray for her. <laughs> you're wondering why you're seeing Minister Chooks' face there. It's just your ability to ask God what is about Mr. Chooks here. And God can now speak to you and say, I was just trying to, I was not talking about Mr. Chooks. I was trying to tell you that the woman is 40 years 
And this is the experience of our 40th year. It's similar to this. That's why I'm telling you, I'm showing you him, so that you can help her out of this matter. There was a way I worked out with Mr. Chuk's matter when he was 40 at this particular time. And this is the same way I'm about to work this in this person's life. Are you listening to me? Now, but when you are able to ask God, God, what is it about Mr. Chuk's? He would explain it to you in a better way. So is the prophetic realm a very difficult and mysterious realm any longer? Amen. So this is the same thing that God will do to you. But you will have to thrive upon the word of God. That's why the word of God is available for you, to expand that prophetic ability you have. Certain times we will never see the angels with six wings until we read from the book of Ezekiel. And one time we are sleeping, an angel with six wings will come and touch you. Excuse me, sir. You are not afraid any longer because you have a prior knowledge of that type of danger. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Ah, uh, somebody's afraid already. Amen. But then I'm 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 blessed today to to just speak to you that today just open your mind. The word of God will give you directions to new things in your life. So God will now, you'll be hearing the word of God spoken to you and then it, will, it is shaping your mind completely and making you realize while you're hearing her talk about when you hear the scripture being spoken unto you, one of the things that will happen in your life is that you're not looking at the life of that person, but then you're seeing it at work in my life. While you're seeing that prison, you're knowing that this is not the place where I am. Yeah. Oh, so this situation is just this prison. Okay, this is the path. And God will show you exactly according. Amen. Better than what you are imagining. But you had an imagination first. But if you cannot imagine, if you do not allow the word of God increase and expand your coast, you will never see that kind. Today, just expect God is word alive. So that word must come alive in your life. Father Lord, we thank you. We bless you for your people. With Jesus' joy, and with the standing ovation, just help me celebrate this woman of God who will come and be a blessing to us. Please celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Please, you can have your seats. <laughs> You're welcome. He was talking about a she while he was here. The Holy Spirit is a she, is it not? Amen. 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 And I believe I'm not the one that's going to speak to you today. I believe she is going to speak to you today. Amen. 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 <laughs> Before we go into the word, I just want to share with us something that God has been teaching me through this season. There has been a season of silence. But before the silence came, there were series of encounters. It looked like it's going to be every day. I was excited. Something new has started. And well, at least God gave me wisdom and he spoke to someone to tell me all those things I'm getting. I should write them down so that I don't forget. And 
this season came and passed and suddenly when I thought it was a new work with God, I thought something deeper has come. There was silence. Amen. Amen. There was serious silence. And when, when I went to his presence and I'm asking, okay, what, what do you expect me to do? What should I do? Because I don't want to do this thing my own way. I want to do it the way you started teaching me. And you're not here. You're not speaking like you started speaking. And he, he told me, he said one thing at least in the silence. He said, that word I gave you that time, go back to it. Those encounters, work with them. Amen. And I'm here to speak to someone here. I don't know your expectations, but sometimes you have expectations. And when you're expecting God to give you that thing, he gives you something else. Today I'm telling you that God is saying, with that thing he has given you, work with it. Learn to work with it. He's teaching me to trust his silence. Amen. To trust his fire. It, it was hot because I got anxious. You know, some things, you, you just want to know if this is what God is saying I should do, then I'm settled. But you don't even know because he's not speaking. But I learned to trust his fire. Amen. I learned to trust his silence. It has become sweet to me. And that's why David said, Thy rod and thy staff. You wonder how Bulala, that's what rod is, and staff will comfort you. But David said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And that was when he was walking in the valley of the shadow of death. How many of you want to work there? Even Jesus, ah, you want to? I celebrate you. Even Jesus, before he walked to the Golgotha, he, he had to cry. He, he was like... God, if this would just pass, if, if it could pass, even Jesus, our Jesus, the Superman, even him, he was saying, God, I beg, please let this pass. But it's in need that you learn to trust his fire, you learn to trust his decisions for you. Amen. Amen. And I believe God is set out to do something in our lives today. Amen. Amen. So I'm here to share with you what God left with me, even in the season of silence. Amen. God has been teaching me diverse things about witnessing. Amen. Today I'm going to talk about the witness of God. It looks simple. We all know what witness is. It's the person that was there when a thing happened. It's the person that experienced a thing while the event was taking place. But there's so much more that God has for us. Amen. I'm going to talk about the witness of God. I'm going to start with the cloud of witnesses. Amen. There are many witnesses. So, hmm. There are many witnesses. The witness of God. There are many witnesses. There's even the witness of men. The Bible speaks about all of it. And today is the answer to someone's prayer. Is that some things have worked, but, but some things have not yet spoken for you. And God wants you to know those things. And he wants you to appropriate it. So as you listen, as, as Power was sharing with us, just open your mind. However she speaks to you, please receive it. Amen. Please open with me to the book of Hebrews. Chapter 12, verse 1. Okay. You're there before me. 
All right. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, compassed round about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. There are cloud of witnesses. And you might be wondering who are these cloud of witnesses? Are they the angels of God? Are they the six-winged angels as Paul was talking about? Who are these cloud of witnesses? I studied it deeper and I saw that the root word for witness is matus. It comes from the word mataya. Amen. And martyrs are people that died for, for what they believed in, in Jesus. Amen. They, they, they died because of the cause of what they proclaimed. Amen. So those are witnesses. You wonder all these great men of faith that have gone. Could it be that that's what the Bible is talking about as the cloud of witnesses? The spirit of just men being made perfect. Amen. Open to um, verse 40. Sorry, verse 23 of the same chapter. Hebrews 12, verse 23. It says, To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men being made perfect. Amen. Amen. And today I'm going to speak. It's a simple message, but... I want you to listen to the deep truths that God will be speaking into your heart. I'm going to speak about those things that God gave me before that moment of silence. Amen. I didn't know it was for a time like this. I thought it was just my experience with God. I really didn't know it had to do more than me. Amen. It's, it wasn't just about me. It's about each and every one of you seated here. It's about nations that are represented here that are not even here right now. Amen. I'm going to talk about very special people that are close to my heart. One of them, she's a cloud of witness. <laughs> You're laughing. You know who it is. Who? Okay, please celebrate you. <laughs> That's a cloud of witness. There are many. But I'm going to speak specifically about Katrin Kuhlman. Nothing much about her. I just want to tell us something. Amen. Now, Katrin Kuhlman, there was a time in her life, towards the time before she passed away, that her ministry blew. And in a week, she was sharing the story that in a week, she had like seven different invites for each of the day of the week. Amen. And she felt tired. You know that time she was already struggling with the disease. She, she was so tired and, and she was like, God, the passion is there. The zeal is there. Why didn't this come? At that time when I was 20, when I started ministry, why didn't this come then? And God gave her a simple message and I believe it's a message for someone here today. God told her, he reminded her of, of an incident that happened at home while she was a kid. Um, her mom went out. They called her mom on an urgent call that someone was sick, and she went out. And she said every Monday her mom does the laundry. And how her mom does the laundry is that she boils the clothes, she, she boils the bed sheets, she separates them according to their colors. 
and she washes them that way. And the mother told Katrin, because Katrin was the only one at home with her mom, she said, don't touch anything. I'll be back in an hour. Just, just stay where you are. Don't touch anything. And Katrin said, okay. <laughs> and her mom went out. Immediately, the door closed. She went straight to the laundry, fetched all the clothes, soaked everything to boil. All the colors, black, white, yellow, pink, red, everything at once she soaked it and she was just so excited that when mommy comes she's going to see that I've done the laundry as in the labor she's supposed to do she doesn't have to do it amen and after she finished it she her mom didn't actually come after an hour she came later on in the evening so Catherine after she finished washing rinse she went and dried it on the line she said she noticed some streaks on some clothes but she was like well, maybe it has been there. She just dried it happily, and then it was dried. She packed it and dropped it in the pillow. And when, her, she, when she heard her mom's footsteps, she just came and sat close to the basket of clothes so that they would give her her accolade. Amen. And when her mom came, this was... Her mom's face was... <laughs> that was how her mom's face was. And she said she will never... Never forget that, that expression. And when God reminded her with this story, he said, if I had given you this, these things you're experiencing now, you would have blown it. Amen. And many of us think, God has shown me an end. And I'm praying hard. And, and I'm asking him to make it happen right now. But if God gives it to you now, just like Catherine, you will blow it. Amen. So it is a joy when God holds some things but one thing that should remain is your trust, your adamant trust. Amen. Your adamant trust in his processes. That's one about Catherine Kuman. Another thing, she said, she said if God had given her all this that she was asking for, she did not have any idea about what the Golgotha was at that time. Catherine learned it the hard way. She learned to give her most precious Precious treasures to God. That's the Golgotha. When, when you die to receive. I think it was Minister Chooks that was teaching day before yesterday online. And he spoke about Jesus. He said before Jesus received, Jesus was slain in Revelations. You remember the scripture? Revelations? Okay. Please open it for, for us. Revelations 5 verse 12. I think so. Yeah. Jesus was slain to receive. He had to go down to the Golgotha. And it's the same with us. Same with a loud voice. Where is the lamb that was slain to receive power? And can you see all the things he's receiving? Power, riches, wisdom, strength, and honor, glory, and blessing. Who, who knew that this was all the bulk of what God had for him? But he had to be slain. And Jesus said, if any man must follow me, he must also carry his cross. You think if you carry your cross, God will be carrying you to London with it. Where do you think Jesus will lead you to? Please, someone should say it. <laughs> Jesus is going to lead you to Golgotha. It's a painful experience, but you will go there. Everything you think you've worked for, everything you think you've amassed is going to be on that cross. All the honor Jesus amassed by healing the sick that day, it was a shameful death. He was stripped down to his undergarments, 
put up on a cross, and everyone knew what that meant. If you're hung on a cross, it means that you're cursed. Jesus that was breaking our own curses, our yokes. You can just imagine different, different um, platforms that many of us, God has put us in, and you've blessed people. Then one day God will take you to your own Golgotha. Oh God. You'll be like, ha, this person will see me. That person will see me. Amen. But it's a place worth going to receive. If you're going to receive that kingdom, that promise, many of us have been crying for the when is this promise going to come? It depends on how fast you go to this place. It depends on how you're able to learn the processes to Golgotha. It wasn't at once Jesus just went. No, it took time. There were processes. Amen. So Catherine said, every day, I'm referring to her, she's a cloud of witness. <laughs> Amen. Every day before she comes to the altar to minister, she dies a thousand deaths. When, when I heard that statement, I really didn't understand it. I think since university I heard it, I was like, huh? You die a thousand deaths. Okay, what exactly? But you will not understand till when God should place you on a platform and you feel you have your own way of doing things and God says, no, do it this way. Then you're like, your own way looks like I'll be disgraced. <laughs> Amen. I want to do it my own way. Simple, nice. Let me just do one. Uh -huh. I know, oh God, it's going to be marvelous. But the way God is showing, it looks like you're going to be disgraced because you've never tried it. Amen. Amen. But God is speaking to someone here. It's time for your Golgotha. He wants you to receive that promise. He wants you to receive the riches. He wants you to receive the power. He wants you to receive the wisdom, the honor, and the glory. Amen. Amen. And Katrin was a woman of increasing passion. I didn't want to talk about this, but you see, me too, I'm dying my own death here. <laughs> Amen. Katrin was a woman of zeal and passion. Increasing passion. It means... If I am catering, for instance, now, hey, yes, if I am catering, for instance, and uh, <laughs> I'm Domio, I love being Domio, don't mind me. If I am catering, Kuma, right now, and I've been invited to speak before thousands, you people are the thousands, the multitudes, and I come, and after I speak, you know, sometimes when a platform is given to you, when God asks you to do something, you're quick to do it and say, God, let, let me be done with this so that I'll go and rest. Finally, it has passed. Amen. Amen. Many of us, God will ask you, you see a madman walking on the street, God will ask you, go and pray for that person. You go and pray. You say, oh, thank God. At least I did not say, uh, just go home. I have prayed. Then you turn, ah, please, let me run before God will give me another crazy instruction. But this woman was a woman of increasing passion, meaning if today God should ask her to go and pray for the mad, tomorrow, without him asking for, she's looking for and saying, Holy Spirit, where, where is the dead for me to raise? Amen. Amen. And that's what many of us are lacking here. We have great testimonies of things we've done in the past. But now, <laughs> you're so afraid to do many of them because you have the knowledge of it. Amen. And God wants someone here today to pick this character of increasing passion, of consistency, of, of, of increasing passion for, for, for the souls, for the lost souls. Many of us, we've sat down, prayed for, for, for many hours. You've prayed for lost souls. 
And God is saying, okay, you did it then, and you clapped for yourself. You said, wow, the grace of God took me through to pray for seven hours. Are you looking for more? Or you're sitting there saying, mm, let's wait another time when another season for it comes. God is teaching us if we must be a generation of this kind of witnesses, we must be of increasing passion. I'm saying this now because we're going to go to that witness of God I spoke about. But it's important that some of us pick some of these characters because God is trimming some excesses with some of us. Amen. 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 I, I would have loved to speak about people like Bensi Daousa, and I've been hearing of mighty people like Joseph Ayo Babalola from Pa, but uh, don't worry. The, the people that say, uh, they will do it. They will do justice to it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to talk about the witness of God. Hmm. Amen. Amen. I want you to really be attentive here. It's really broke my mind when I saw this. Besides the Chronicles, that's what God called it for me. Before that season of silence, he said, I'm teaching you about the chronicles of the cloud of witnesses. So that's one chronicle. You, we all know what chronicles are. They are records. Amen. Amen. These are testimonies. That's how much important testimonies are. Amen. Amen. So now we're going to the witnesses of God. Please open to the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. Okay, let me start reading from Yeah, from, from, from verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness. Did we see that? Amen. It is the spirit, one, that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven. I want us to take note of the places and the entities involved. For there are three, one, two, three, that bear record in heaven, in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. Amen. Amen. If we receive the witness of men, can we see? There's another type of witness. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he testifieth of his son. Amen. Amen. I'm going to talk about the blood of the lamb. Amen. Amen. Many of us have looked at, you know, when we first came into the Christian race, they tell you the, 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 the things, the weapons that God has given you as a child of God. We all know it. It's the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. So when you're dreaming that uh, things are chasing you, you shout, the blood of Jesus, and, you, and they just go extinguished. Amen. Amen. Or 
and they want to cut your neck in your dream and you say, the name of Jesus, or you want to cast out demons, the name of Jesus, amen. amen. There is so much more power. Here, it's, it says the blood of Jesus is for a witness, amen. amen. It's for a witness, and this witness is here on earth. Now, I want us to take note of the three that are in heaven. There is the Father, there is the Word, and there is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And many times, God gives us promises. And we, we all know how to do this. They give us, um, we, we, we connect God's promises to the Word of God, and we write them, and we're declaring it. And as we can see in this scripture, it's now telling us that that word is in heaven. It's bearing witness that, yes, God has said that mercy is going to manifest as a daughter of God. Amen. Amen. That mercy is going to do mighty things. She's going to raise the dead. She's going to heal the sick. She's going to be a big financier in the kingdom of God. And she has attached these promises. And she keeps on speaking the word. And God sees it in heaven. Even the father said, okay, this even my purpose for her. You can see the father is bearing witness. He said, yes, I gave her this word. I'm the one that sent the word. And she's speaking the word. He's saying, yes, I'm seeing the word. Two things are bearing witness for her. And the Holy Ghost that, that makes it happen, he's also bearing witness of it in heaven. So can you see that in the heaven is settled? Can we see? Amen. And, and that's where some of us, we find ourselves. There are many things that God has said about you, and you've declared his word. And even God, whenever you pray, God will tell you, this is what I said. Every day he keeps on showing you vision upon vision just to confirm that same one word that you're wondering. Uh-uh, I can't see it. So I yeah, come, let me show you. Come, let me show you. Every day he's witnessing in the heaven that this is my son. I've called him unto mighty and great works. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, when you pray, when you ask in my name, believe that is already done. Jesus wasn't lying when he said that. It means whenever you actually pray, it is done. That's what the Holy Ghost does. Amen. Amen. As the word goes on it, he, he comes and breathes life on it. Our minister Chooks was teaching us last week about the dead bones. Amen. Dry bones, dead bones, okay. Dry bones, about the dry bones, speaking life into them and the flesh coming and speaking about the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what brought life upon, upon that flesh. Amen. And in heaven, it's already done. It's settled. Once the Holy Ghost should just hover around it, it is done. It is settled. And many of us, that's, that's just the bridge we keep on recycling for the rest of your life God is showing you every day proving to you that you are his son but you have not moved from that place to the place of manifestation are we to manifest in the heaven or on on the earth Amen. In Romans, he said that the earth waits. It waits. It's in the earth. In heaven, it's settled. Jesus has done it. That's why Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. You have to realize he wasn't lying. It is true. It was finished. The witness. You have three witnesses in the heavens speaking for you continually. Amen. Amen. And now on the earth, he says, mm, first, we have the water. Amen. Three witnesses on, on the earth, water, um, the blood, and still the Holy Ghost. Wow. Amen. Amen. So you see that when Jesus, that's the Trinity in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And still on the earth is still the representation of the Trinity. And that is why when Jesus was dying, the Bible said one of the soldiers 
pierced him with his sword. And what came out? What came out? Water and blood. Jesus left a testimony for us on the earth. He left a testimony of water and blood. And that's why Jesus is up there. God is up there. But the Holy Ghost is still here. Do we understand? Do we understand? Do we understand? (laughs) Amen. All right. So the water, the water is the cleansing power of still the word of God. When Jesus was healing the blind man and he, 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 he spat on, 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 on the soil, on the ground, and mixed mud and rubbed on his eye, what did he tell him to do? He said, go and wash it in the pool. That's what the word of God does for us. It's like, when, when it comes, it's like, it's not in the form you want it. You want miracle. You want to see real things. You're asking God for money. You want to see money. But then God gives you what? He gives you the word. It's like he spat on you. I can just imagine. How can I go and meet someone to heal me and she'll mix hi, mud and spit? <laughs> it's like an insult. Amen. But you're the one in need of it and you're looking for it. Ah. It's not an insult. It's a blessing. Amen. Amen. And that's how the word of God comes to many of us. The promises of God. Because after he gives you the word, he's now telling you do this. It's looking so different from what he has said your end is. And you're like, God, are you serious? Amen. But it's the cleansing of the word. God has called you to be a financier. He has called you to be a mighty man in business. But yet, he's giving you tiny, tiny business to do. You're like... How does this add up to what you're taking me to? Amen. Amen. Many of us, God has, God has, he has blessed you and he has told you, I'm going to give you a mighty job in, in, in one sphere of the other. And every day you're looking for a job. You're looking, you're applying. Someone told me he applied to over 153 companies after he graduated. I did not get any, any as in nobody called him for interview or anything. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And this is, you, you see someone like that, I'm sure God has promised him something. If not, uh, if it's me, after 10 trials, I will retire to something more fruitful. I won't be selling Zobo or something. Amen. But then he kept on doing that. Why? There's a promise God has given you. And God is still telling you, yes, take a step of faith. Do this small one. Do this small one. You're wondering, what, what sort of insult is this? Even people around you are like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> is everything fine? Are you sure you've not wronged God? Just like Job. It was like an insult for him. A man of righteousness. God had blessed him so much. Then suddenly, everything just went. Then God, you my friend, you did not even warn me. It just came upon me like this. Amen. And that's what the cleansing of the word does. Yet, as he slays you, you're still trusting him. Yet, as he slays you, in all the processes, in all the little, little things he's giving you, yet, you're still looking at that word he gave you. And it's, in fact, your faith has increased. It hasn't gone down. Amen. And that's what God is saying to someone here. That I have slain you is not that I have rejected you. Actually, I'm taking a step closer to what I've called you to be. Actually, I am taking you through the process so that when you get there, you don't have a mighty fall. Amen. He's building your foundation. That's why God's way can never be our way. When he shows you something, you have already sat down your head. You've calculated how to make it possible. Amen. God said, Domio, you're going to be, ah! you're going to raise the dead. 
Jesus. You're going to be raising the dead. You're going to raise so many dead people. So many people with uh, sicknesses. Oh God, you're going to heal them. And then I'm like, hey, God. And God really confirmed this word to me. Now you see, in heaven is done. I've written the word of God in my book. Every morning I wake up, I keep saying it. I keep praying it. I declare that the hands of the Lord is upon me. We do I, D, and D. I declare, I manifest. I manifest according to the volumes of God written about me. But yet, he now says, Tom, my, my healer, <laughs> my daughter that will heal, uh, I want you to go and, hmm, I want you to go and, you see, there's this ministry that just started. They are just growing. They have two members, three members sometimes. I want you to go and walk there. And I want you to do it with the whole of your heart. You go there, they don't bring the dead there. <laughs> because they are just few. Amen. Even sick people, not really, because the thing just doesn't look like what God has told you. But yet he said you should go there. To some people, they will say, ah, this must be a demon. Ah, talking to me, taking me away from what God has called me to do. And many of us, we think the small things God has blessed us with, are in fact, from the devil. Amen. For God is speaking to someone today that there's a witness of the word of cleansing. Is the water. As, as you're going through it, you still wash yourself. You, at times you fall in dust. You, you're, you're in pain. You, you stand up and you say, yes, I'm in pain. You know what? You said I'll not lack. You said I'll feed the nations. But today, I'm dead hungry. Oh, God. This is your word concerning me. You wash yourself with the word of God. You say, this is what God has said about me. You're making a witness on the earth. Everything will answer to it. Now, that is just one witness. The water. Amen. Now, the blood. Hmm. The blood of Jesus. I'm sure many of you, like me, are wondering how would the blood of Jesus be for a witness. But it is. Because even the blood of Abel kept on speaking, even when it was buried. Amen. Amen. It speaks. In fact, it's not just water. It's a personality. I told you these are still forms of, of, of persons. There are the three persons in heaven, and these are the three representations on the earth. Amen. Amen. And many of us, we have the witness of God in heaven, but here on earth, it's not working because we lack the understanding. We keep on going round circles. But God, you said this, but God today is telling someone, you need the blood of Jesus. God told me, he said, there was a day he woke me up and he said, I was asking for something, you see? I was expecting something big. Then this God again came and said, D, all you need, all you need in this life is in my blood. Which kind of statement is that? <laughs> Amen. How do I start breaking this? It's, an, it's nothing to break. It's simply believe everything you need is in my blood. The blood of sprinkling. Amen. I want us to open to the book of First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. Is that it? For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corrupt, corrupt, corruptible things, silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition 
from your fathers. Next. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamp, without blemish and without spot. Amen. Many of us, is the redemption of God. Can you see that the blood of Jesus has done so much? We only think it's for the cleansing of our blood. But your redemption, your redemption is that place of calling, that high calling that Adam fell from. God has taken you back to that place, that place of communion, that place of fellowship. And it is by what? The blood of Jesus. Amen. I just want to show us a few things that we are um, quite ignorant about the blood of Jesus. Then I want you to open to Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. Hmm. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Many of you are wondering, why are many things that have held my parents down? Why is it holding me down? Why haven't I broken from the cycle that is happening in this environment? Everyone is just a mediocre. And me too, I'm a mediocre. Why? But God has said so much more about me. But what has broken you out of it? Said he has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue, out of what people have said, out of even what you, you have confessed with your mouth regarding your life. Say, me, I don't know, things just don't work for me. I try my best in school. I read, I read, I read, I read, but still I, I fail. Amen. It's not that I do not read. It's not that I do not work hard. I'm diligent in my work, but favor just eludes me. You have said things about your life, and God is saying, by his blood. Many of you, the reason why you're still where you are is because you've confessed things, because you felt the less people around you have a pity party on you. You prefer the pity party. Let them say, hey, yeah, we prefer. Ah, your, your condition is really bad. I thought mine was bad. Yours is, ah, yours is more terrible. That's what you want. So because of that, you have said terrible things regarding your life. And God today is going to redeem us by his blood. Every tongue that has, that has spoken, not just what we speak, even people that we love, even people that are, are like our parents, our family, and have looked at you. And because of the situation that surrounds you, they've said nothing good will come out of you. They said, this, this girl, she's just a lazy girl. I, I think she's the type that in the future will have to be donating money for. They've said things, but today God is going to redeem us by his blood. If it has not acted regarding every tongue that anyone has spoken, that is not the voice of Jesus. Today it is broken in Jesus' name. And out of every people, and out of every nation, is a norm that Nigeria, Niger, we have our own way of doing things. How to turn things into joke. <laughs> Serious matters of life. You see Nigerians, when it comes out, you're supposed to be crying and begging God. You see one joke is out. Oh God, and we all sit down and laugh and say, Toh, that's the Niger man, nothing bothers us. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But God is calling you out of every nation. The norm that is in your society, the norm that is there for your youth, for, for the youth, in, they don't really love church. Okay, we just love music. 
God is calling you out of it. There is a higher life. Amen. And today by his blood, he has redeemed so many of us in the name of Jesus. Then Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. The blood. I'm speaking expansively on the blood because he told me everything I need. Hey, is in the blood. Okay. All right. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. The next one. Wherefore the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us for after that he had said before. Yeah? This is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. Please go back. Can you see the Holy Spirit makes a witness with the covenant of the blood of Jesus? Amen. Back. Yes. For by one offering, by one offering of the blood of Jesus. <laughs> I have a nephew that um, I've been noticing. I, I just, when I'm just moving, I'll just say, Father Lord, then I said, what is this boy always praying about? After like five, five minutes, or maybe he does something wrong, and I shout at him, he'll go and sit in Palo. As I'm just passing, you know I'm passing, I'll just say, Father Lord, then I, I, I snuck on him one day, and I came close, and I heard, Father Lord, please forgive me my sins. Okay. I said, oh, that's so nice. Then I noticed that, he's, in fact, he started becoming loud. She doesn't mean to care whether anybody said, Father, Lord, forgive me. Inside car, I was taking him to school. I think he prayed it like five times. I said, ah. <laughs> I turned. I was like, see, let me teach you a different way of doing it. Say, I have dominion over sin. She cannot. It is done once and for all. Amen. So Jesus has forgiven us once and for all. In those days, in the days of our fathers, not in my days. In those days, um, when, when the, the, and you sin, what you do is that you bring a sacrifice, you bring animals, and their blood is used to atone. Atone means to cover, to clean, to clean, ready for another one to be poured. <laughs> Amen. Because it wasn't permanent. But Jesus made the sacrifice. The Bible said what? once and for all and he sanctified you now i will show you what he sanctified you to because it wasn't just father you are forgiving me then because of that uh, like my own nephew you will not be praying and be saying god forgive me every minute no there's something he sanctified you unto amen, amen. please open to the book of first john chapter 1 verse 7 no before then first peter chapter 1 verse 2 Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto what? Unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. In those days, when, when, they, when, when they want to anoint a priest, they sprinkle it on them, on their whole garment. They put the garment of the priest on them. They, put, they sprinkle the blood. They put on their ear, ear, on their toes. It signified different things. But this is what the Spirit of God has sanctified us now to. Now that the offering has been made once and for all, this is what he has sanctified you unto. To do what? 
unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, meaning every day of your life. And that's why Jesus said, if any man must follow me every day, you must pick up. He didn't say once and for all, pick up your cross. Many of us, great and mighty things, God has used us for it. Because at that time, you picked it. But there was a time I think you got too tired. I said, ah, God, I think I need to take a rest. I've entered my Sabbath, by first Sabbath. Amen. And, and some of us, God is, is bringing this thing to us. I was talking about consistency when I was talking about Ketrin Kuman. The sprinkling of the blood, your consecration every day. Every day you're picking up your cross. Every day you're living as a priest. You're living as that thing God has called you onto. Every day, this is what you're supposed to remind yourself of. Amen. 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 He has called us unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied in Jesus' name. Then um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. We're almost done with the blood. Oh, the blood. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. It's still about the blood that cleanses. I've spoken about the blood that consecrates, the blood for our redemption, then the blood that cleanses. Amen. Amen. And the blood as a witness. I'm just trying to break down what other things the blood means to us. Amen. Amen. Then John chapter 6, verse 56. He that eateth my flesh... And drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. Many of us, we cry for this communion with God. It's in his blood. And when I saw this, I just realized, because at that point, I was actually praying for something deeper with God. I, I, I now realized that God wasn't lying when he woke me up and told me, everything you need is in the blood. And then he just kept quiet and left me where I was. Amen. He said, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, dwelling in, dwelling in me, okay, dwelleth in me and I in him, that you commune with him and you drink his blood. If you go back to Leviticus, he gave a commandment, God gave a commandment to the Israelites that they should not eat any animal with its blood in it because the life of that animal lies in the blood. The life of the flesh lies in the blood. Amen. But today he's asking us to drink of his blood continually. Consume his blood. Why is it different? Because him, his own is life in the spirit. Amen. And that's the life God is calling us to. That's the life many of us are missing that so many things are not working. Amen. It's life in the spirit and it's by communion. When I saw this, it, it gave me better understanding of when we break the manna and when we drink the blood. It's not just uh, drink and eat and we're happy we had small refreshment in church. That's not what it is about. It is very deep. As you do it, he dwells in you. And you in him. Amen. Amen. So the blood for communion, the blood for fellowship. Amen. Amen. Now, I've spoken about the blood. The blood that speaketh better things. That's our witness. The next I'm going to talk about is the Holy Ghost. 
Doesn't it surprise you that the Holy Ghost is a witness in heaven and at the same time, he's in the same form. Even the Father and Jesus, they are here on the earth. They are witnessing for you as the blood and, and as, as the water. But the Holy Ghost maintained his form. Why? Because when Jesus left, who, who is left here now? It's him. It's him. In his full form, he is here to, to bear witness of you. And that's why when Jesus was doing the works he did, and when he kept on claiming that he is the son of God, they came and asked him, they said, who are your witnesses? Many of us now, I just spoke about other witnesses. There is the witness of men. Many of you, when you go to a place, you want a man to witness you. It's the norm of this country. When you're looking for a job, what, what, what's next? You start looking for which of your uncles is there, which of your aunties, someone you know, Sha. You're looking for connection. That's what we call it. You're looking for a witness. You're looking for a recommendation. Even if the person doesn't know it, he knows your father. You say, this person, ah, he will serve you well. As in, take it by my word. If he does anything wrong, come back to me. I'm telling you, ah, Sonia is right for the job. Amen. Amen. And many of us, we look for that in different places. I'm looking for connection. I'm looking for the witness of men. Or you go before, um, you, you want to have favor before men, and you want someone to speak for you. You'll be looking for, ah, this one knows me. Hmm, he will help me. Amen. But there's a witness. The Bible says the witness of God is greater. Amen. Amen. There is a witness of the Holy Ghost. And so when they ask Jesus, who is your witness that you're the son? You, you keep on, you that you're son of carpenter. Hoya, tell us, who is your witness that you are the son of God? And Jesus looked at them and said, my father, my father in heaven bears witness of me. And even if you don't believe this witness of my father, knowing that they don't even hear his father, he said, the works I do, amen, the works I do, bear witness of me. Now, these works, could it be that so many works God has called you to do that is not fruitful to bear witness? Could it be that it's because of the blood of Jesus that you have, you have taken so trivial? Amen. Because he provided it in his blood. Amen. He provided it a witness in his blood, in, in the cleansing of the word, and by his Holy Spirit. No wonder the disciples, apostles, after Jesus left, after Jesus ascended to heaven, he said, don't go anywhere and open your mouth to that you are witnesses. Just stay up. Stay up when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Then you shall be witnesses. Meaning, all because those two witnesses on earth had already been given the word of cleansing for three years, Jesus walked with his apostles and he kept on cleansing them by the word, cleansing them from dirty things they've learned, things they've grown up with, mindset. He kept on cleansing them. Have faith, have faith, believe ye. The kingdom of God is about this, it's about that. Is the meek, the meek inherit. He, he washed them by the word of God, he washed them, he gave them a new way into the kingdom of God. And then he went and died on the cross and the blood was given, the second witness. But yet, even though the blood was given, he said, eh, 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 wait, just wait till the spirit comes upon you. And today, we said, uh, we are here 
from today onwards, we are going to live as the sons of God. We manifest as the sons of God. Today, God is going to drop on us. Some of us, we need the witness of the Spirit of God. Not some of us. Me, I need it. I think all of us. If you need it, I just need you to open your mouth and begin to pray. Say, Father, I've, I've understood many things that are missing. I now know what, what, what is the secret to my manifestation. I know the blood of Jesus is speaking for me. I know three three personalities in the heavens are speaking for me. Every day you tell me I am yours. Every day you tell me I am your daughter. I believe it. The Father is a witness that I am a child of God. Even the word of God that I declare, even your promise is saying it and it is a witness in heaven. And yes, the Holy Spirit, I see his workings around my life. He is indwelling with me. When I pray, I feel him. When I worship, I, 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 I commune with him. I know he's a witness that I am the, a son of God. No wonder in Romans he said he has given us a spirit that we cry Abba Father. Because that spirit is in you, you cry Abba Father. That's the spirit of God. Is a witness. It's witnessing in the heaven that see, this is a son of God. Don't mess with this person. This is a son of God. But here on the earth, here on the earth, have you allowed the Holy Spirit to come upon you? Have you allowed him to come upon you? Have you allowed the blood of Jesus to walk in your life? If you don't know the power of the blood of Jesus, it cannot work for you. What you don't know cannot work for you. And that's why he said, my, my, my people, my own people, not any other people, my own people, they perish for lack of knowledge. Today, say, God, I know about your blood. I know about the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. I know about the witness of the blood of Jesus. And today, when I say it, things move. When I pray the blood of Jesus, things happen. When I say by the blood of Jesus that was shed, by his stripes you are healed, things happen because I know the power of the blood of Jesus. Because I know the blood of Jesus is a witness for me. Not in the heaven, right here on the earth. So everything on the earth must move. When I mention the blood of Jesus, when I call for that job that you said is mine, by the blood of Jesus it will be given. When I call for that admission, when I call for those people, those souls that need to be reached for, by the blood of Jesus they come. They come today in the name of Jesus. We have witnesses. So that's why he said cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses. Now I want you personally to apply the blood of Jesus, to apply the spirit of God on that thing that is not manifest in your life. That thing that you know in the heavens, there's a witness that it is so. So that 
as it is in the heavens, it will be it will be like that here on the earth. It's by these three witnesses they come to be. It's by these three witnesses, the blood of Jesus, the water that cleanses, and the Holy Ghost. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me, witnesses in school, witnesses in your place of work, witnesses in your business, make witnesses in ministry. Please take your time and pray. Don't get tired. This is life. To some of you, you don't know your life is tied here. To some of you, that breakthrough, you're about to give up. And this is the one thing you need to pray for. This is the one thing you need to declare. This is the one spell breaker you need in your life. The blood of Jesus, the spirit of God that testifies on the earth, yes. Things on the earth shake. Things on the earth move when you speak because you know your witnesses. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And and in all the excitement of God, what God was telling me about these witnesses. When I saw it, I said, me, every day of my life, I will never forget the blood of Jesus. These witnesses on earth, I will, if they don't speak, I will remind them every morning, wake up, start speaking. Amen. Amen. The witnesses on earth, because in heaven, is settled already. My father has said I'm his. Amen. His word is written. He cannot erase it till everything comes. Nothing can clean. He said nothing can pass. Even a jot, even comma. It must pass. So he has given the word about me that I'm his special daughter and for signs and wonders is for sure. Amen. And his Holy Ghost, I've prayed. He has done it already. It's settled. But here on earth, nothing will shift my trust in his blood. Amen. From today onwards, please don't forget, trust in the blood of Jesus. Trust in, in, in the word of God, the cleansing. I know sometimes we get in the mud. I know sometimes we get dirty. But remember, remember that word of cleansing, that you need to wash yourself. You, you can feel the pain. You're almost angry at God. You're like, God, me like this. Ah, <laughs> me that, me and you, we know what I've done. You know what I've sacrificed. You know what I've given and, and see what looks like shame around me. You need to stand up, pick the word of God and wash it off. Wash it off like how that blind man washed it off. Wash it off, keep washing, keep washing. And then the spirit of God that empowers, when he comes upon you, you will know. You will, your language changes. I'm not just talking about tongues. Your language, what you say, even if you be afraid of the things you're saying. Eh? Your language changes. Your mindset changes. Amen. Amen. Please open to the book of Revelations. Chapter 11. This is the last place we're checking. Okay.
Yes, sorry, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. <clears throat> and then after these testimonies God has given me of men that have walked before us, generals of faith, this cloud of witnesses we've spoken about, I'm like, okay, so since these are the witnesses in heaven and these are the witnesses on earth, where does this cloud of witnesses, where do they fit? Where do they fit? And this scripture came, Revelation 11, 12, verse 11. You wonder why it is by the words of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. You wonder what marries the both, but today, may I know, it's because they are witnesses. Amen. Amen. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I know that my life is not all it. I know that God has said things about me, and I cannot tell you that, Yes, he has said I should raise the dead, and I have raised the dead. I don't have that testimony, but you know what? There are men that have gone before me, and they've raised the dead. When the enemy comes to say, what are you talking I will remind him of that testimony. They are my testimony. That's what God has. He has given you so much. All these things that, has, that have happened before time, it's not just so that you see and be like, God is wonderful. Ah, Ketrin Kuma, wow, wonderful woman. Benzida Osa, no, it's for you. You need to speak it. That's the word of your testimony. If this person did it, greater works will I do. And that's why Jesus said greater works. Because he wanted you to know that his own testimony is the beginning of your foundation. That Jesus did all that he did. Yours is more. Amen. The word of your testimonies. And we overcame him by the blood of the lamb. The blood that testifies. The blood that is a witness on the earth. And by the word of our testimonies. Amen. Let's just stand up and begin to praise God. Begin to bless God. Because things have shifted in your mind. For those of us that came late, don't feel bad. Don't feel like there's nothing in here for you. Just speak. Speak, speak into the atmosphere. If you don't remember anything... Pray and ask that, Father, let your blood speak for me. Let your blood speak for me. Let your blood speak concerning the promises you've given me. Let your blood begin to speak for those doors and, uh, that have been shut on my face. Those doors that have been closed. Let your blood speak. Let your blood speak. Today I overcome. Is it weaknesses, sicknesses, whatever it is that is holding you down? He's saying you overcome by the blood, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimonies. Jesus came and lived on the earth without sin. Sin had no dominion over him. So that's my testimony today. Because Jesus did it, I am that testimony. I am that witness. I have become that witness now. In the name of Jesus. Just open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray.
talking about those heroes of faith, mm. right? Mm. He said, and, and Abraham obtained this. Now he said, and these all, Abraham, Rahab, who, all of them, Noah. having obtained a good report. How did he obtain the good report? True faith. Mm. Receive not the promise. Mm. Are you seeing mm. that? Mm. Wow. Next verse. And God having provided some better things for us than they without us. They without us should not be made perfect. Are you listening to that? That do. Then the next verse, the next verse is in chapter 12. Are you seeing it? This, they are all connected. Wow. Now he now said, wherefore, seeing all, who are the all now that he's talking about? Are you listening? The cloud of witness. Yes, sir. He said, we are now encompassed by these same people who have all made those track records, mm. but yet have not obtained the promises. Why? Because they have to, they have to be perfected in us. Mm. It is in us, they wait to see what troops will become, yeah. that they may be perfected. Yeah. Abraham had not been perfected, waiting until troops is perfected. Mm. So Abraham stands upon that grandstand waiting to see what favor will become. Mm. Because until favor becomes that completion of what Christ has done, Abraham is not yet fulfilled and perfected. Mm. Are you listening to me? Mm. So there are a lot of things. So he now said, he said, we are also encompassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight. Mm. So if God wants to perfect righteousness, he would want all of these people to stay and watch my son, yeah. who I have purified, yeah. who I have sanctified, yeah. who I have made whole. First of all, with the water, I cleaned him. Secondly, with blood, I have purchased him. Thirdly, with the spirit, I have made him like me. Yeah. Are you listening? Yes, so all these I have perfected in this one man. Mm-hmm. And so I would call Abraham, Abraham, come and see me. And walk right now. Mm. So Paul was now saying, the person, the writer of Hebrews now said, he said, now, because of this, 
that these people would be will appreciate God's work and what God has done with these three witnesses. Come and see what these three witnesses can produce. Yeah. Come and see how a righteous man can live righteous without the law. Yeah. Come and see how a man yes, can work out things. Power, wind power, yeah. can produce miracles without any other thing that is hindering him. Because yeah. I have given him three witnesses. Yeah. If you read John, go back to that John, to, to the book of John, that talked about the witnesses, three witnesses. I, I'm, I'm just concluding so that we will pray and discover what we have become. Mm. Now, he said, for there are three there, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by blood. Water and blood. This was Jesus. So Jesus had the embodiment of two things, water and blood. Yeah. Remember that Jesus, Jesus is the only form of God. Yeah. Listen carefully to me. Jesus is the only form of God. Even the Holy Ghost doesn't have a form. God the Father doesn't have a form. The only form of God was Jesus. So when Jesus will, everybody will say, I've not seen God. Jesus will now say, nobody has seen God. He said, accept the son. He said, if you have seen me, that's when the, 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 the apostles were asking him, how can we, when will we see the father? How will, he said, ah, you don't understand. I am the form of the father. If you want to see the father, it is me you will see. If you want to know the father, it is me. I'm that center. The Holy Ghost, even in heaven, cannot has no form of God. It is only in, even in the New Jerusalem, God is not there. It is Jesus that is there. Because he doesn't have a form that you can see. Only Jesus will be revealed unto us that we might see the Father. When you see him truly as he is, you have seen the Father. He's the form of the Father. He's the form of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So when the Holy, the Holy Ghost in heaven doesn't have a form, the Holy Ghost on earth doesn't have a form. Yeah. How do we wonder why that the Holy Ghost doesn't have a form? Why the Holy Ghost doesn't have a form, whether he's woman or whether he's man? <laughs> we wonder why the Holy Ghost is formless because his agenda is not to make himself to be seen, yeah. but that Jesus will be so he will say that the Holy Ghost is not here to do anything of his own, but he will do what the Father, the exact will of the Father. So the Holy Ghost is that, is that spectrum where you see Jesus. So you will look at the Holy Ghost. You're looking at the Holy Ghost. You can't find him. You'll just be seeing Jesus. So Jesus is that form. So now scripture, the scripture now said, both two, the water and the blood, me in the form of water, me in the form of blood, which I represent the Father and I represent yeah. me. And I and the Father, we are one. Water and blood, we are one. Yeah. Are you listening? Yes, they were the two that came out from him. Yeah. It was the Father and the Son all together and he gave up his spirit. He said to, your, to you, O Lord, have I given what? My spirit committed. Yeah. So these three things were happening upon the cross. Yeah. All for your sake. Yes, so that today, when Abraham looks at you, you will say, ah, I'm perfected. Hmm. I'm complete. This is, the, this is what I was, this is what I aim to become. Yeah. 
Now I, I have not become it, but my son has become it. Mm. That's why we're seed of Abraham. Yeah. So that Abraham will keep on giving God glory. Mm. So he now said, Wherefore, we are now surrounded by this great crowd of witness. Let us lay aside all these things that easily beset us. Mm. Let us give God, let us make these people excited. Mm. Some of us, our own biological parents, have not experienced God in that dimension, not because of anything, but that they might be perfected when you have received God in that level. Some of them did not understand the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God is waiting that you will perfect them in that baptism. Are you listening to me? Some of your parents have never seen miracles in that level. God, some of them have gone to be with the Lord. And they, they came and they wondered, oh, so I had so much power, but I didn't use it. Then they will look at you, their son, and they will see what their son will become. Mm-hmm. In that perfection of their son, they are perfected. Mm-hmm. They are glorified. Mm-hmm. That their seed did not end. Some of you that your parents are dead, they are not dead completely. Their continuation and perfection lies in you. Are you listening to me? Their perfection lies in you. So they wait to see what you will become. Not you going back to say, ah, I want to become like them. No, 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 no. They are waiting to see that you will perfect what they have. They are supposed to become. So God is putting you right now. I'm putting a great crowd of witness. Captain Kuman is waiting to see what you are. There is a generation God is calling out. And this generation are the generation that will seek God. These are the two or seven generations that won't fear God. This generation. And so all of them are witnesses to this same. Are, are we there? Yes. And this is he that by, came by water and blood. Even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And next verse. And for there are three that bear record in heaven, and the, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Next. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Next verse. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his son. Next verse. Would read there and stop. He said, He that believed on the Son of God had the witness where? So, these three witnesses, where are they? Ah, so Abraham is waiting to complete it because he wants to see it where? Working where? How does it work in me? By what? Believing in the Son of God. Just lift up your voices and say, God. Let my Ah, that all these three witnesses will be found complete in me. Water, blood, and spirit. The spirit of God, John the Baptist baptized with water. He said that he will come and baptize us with fire. A dimension of it. He will come and baptize us in blood. He will come and baptize us with the Holy Ghost. These three dimensions, they are working in me. I cannot be a sinner, you will declare. I cannot be a sinner. My life cannot continue in sin. I have been purchased that I will be obedient unto God. My life cannot be working in sin. I cannot be a poor man. That's not what God had purchased me to. He said he had purchased me with the blood. He has become poor that I may become rich. 
This is my testimony. All these three witnesses are inside me. When the enemy says that I am supposed to be a dead man, I know that three witnesses are saying that I'm a living man. Three witnesses are bearing that I'm a miracle worker. When the enemy says I cannot produce, three witnesses bear within me. The water is bearing within me. The spirit is bearing within me. The, the, the blood is bearing witness within me. All of them are bearing witness within me. I cannot be poor. I cannot be broken. I cannot be dashed. I cannot be completely annihilated. Nothing can stop me from becoming what God has promised concerning my life. My family prospers because these three witnesses are inside me. My business prospers. When the enemy says I cannot prosper, I will tell him three witnesses are bearing that I must prosper. Three witnesses are bearing that I must see the promise of God. Three witnesses are bearing. They are there saying, no, this one, he must fulfill his destiny. This one, he must fulfill what I've called him to do. Nothing can cut him short. Nothing can cut him short. Nothing can cut him short. When men are destroyed, when men are destroyed, I cannot be destroyed. Three witnesses are saying, he has something to fulfill. He needs to fulfill the promises. He needs to perfect the grandstand. He needs to perfect the cloud of witnesses. I cannot go back without perfecting the cloud of witnesses. I cannot go back that I have not done what God has called me out to do. Everything God has called me out to do, I will do it. They are bearing inside of me, inside of me, in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to do something. Today I said, I, I forgot to tell you last week that you should get a mantle when you come in here. Not because of anything, but because we want to bear witness. Hmm. Are you hearing me? These things will, will stand as a witness. Are you, are you hearing me? When God uses oil, it's not because oil is God. Hmm. But he uses oil as a sign. Yeah. Yeah. As a witness hmm. that I can use it. Mm-hmm. So he would put oil, and we would light, we would put oil, and the, the, the oil would signify the spirit of God. Are you listening to me? Because there must be a witness on the earth, as it is in heaven. Everything that God wants to fulfill, it must mirror what heaven wants to fulfill. As it is in heaven, it shall be done here on earth. I want to declare, I don't know if you have not brought anything, but just hold up your hands up and declare. I want, this one is for business people. If you want to in whatever business you carry, I want you, I want to pray this prayer unto you. Whatever business, whether it's, it's still at the idea stage, whatever level it is, I want to pray over it. Today, oh Lord, we 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 declare that today, Lord, there would be a witnessing that heaven must make that business prosper. The word of God becomes our witness in that area. He has spoken the word and it will come to pass. No business is permitted to die in this place. I decree that billion dollar businesses begin to rise from young men here. None of you will be useless. I declare that whatever you lay your hands to do, the Lord said that he will make you a thousand times more just as you are. As he promised unto the children of Israel, so I declare over you today 
that the word of God bears witness with us Amen. that you must become that which God has called Amen. you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to talk to certain people in families. There are families that are having issues. I won't call them out now, but I'll pray for them. Father Lord, we declare Amen. peace like Amen. a Amen. It flows through those families. Amen. Peace like a river. Amen. It flows through those families. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The enemy wants to bring discord in the families so that he will destroy the next generation. Mm. We cost the cost mm. of the enemy. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let families begin to come alive. Amen. Let families begin to Jesus Amen. In the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. I will declare concerning the men in this place. Amen. Oh God, oh God. I have, recently I've been having a passion for, for men. That there, there, there are certain standards you have to be, you have to understand. That God has made you on earth as a Lord. Are you listening to me? And He has put certain authority over you. But you see, lordship doesn't prosper without authority. Are you listening to me? You cannot be lord when there's no authority that has delegated you to be lord. So, it is a man under authority that can be a man of authority. That, that centurion will tell Jesus, Jesus, he said, he said, because you told me he said, I am a man under authority. I can say to this, go, and he goes. Come, and he comes. He said, the same way I know, you can just see and send the command, and it's done. A soldier cannot do anything without the authority. A mighty warrior cannot do anything without authority. Today, I want to teach you people something. That God had called you as Lord, but you cannot be Lord until you have submitted completely to him. Are you listening to me? Men that are not yielded to God. Permit me to tell you, every woman here, any man that has nobody as God, or has no God as authority over him, don't follow him. Are you listening to me? He will kill you. So we'll talk about it and hear that, ah, this person married, the God, the, the God said that you should be submissive to your husband. When God talked about it, he said, be submissive to your husband as he is unto God. In regard to God. Listen to me, men here, as you give God that authority, that woman cannot disrespect you. When you tell God, God, I have given you, my submission is unto you. When she looks at you, she will not look at you any longer. It's God, she said. So when you say follow me, she will follow you like a mumu because you're God right now. Like, permit me, permit me. Like, because that's the same way a man follows God, like a mumu. She will learn from what you are doing and she will do it unto you. Listen to me, I'll pray for the men today that the spirit of God will come upon you and rest upon you with authority. Exusia to prosper. Exusia, delegated authority by God to lead your family. None of you will divorce. None of you will have dysfunctional homes. None of you, your children, will be will be wambling in stupidity. You will be men under authority. And I declare concerning the women here, you will be women 
that are submissive. Amen. Submissive. Amen. Not trying to build up another Babel in your home. Hmm. But you will be submissive unto your husband. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And anyone, uh, Bishop David Oedipal will say this. He said, if you see a man that doesn't fear any man, fear that man. Don't go close to that man. He said, because that man is, rule, is ruleless. Yeah? Even upon the earth, there is a witness. Are you hearing me? As a man, there should be somebody that can talk to you. Somebody. Not God alone. Somebody representing a form to you that can speak to you. When you're going wrong, somebody can say, come down here, go there. Don't take that step. Somebody. If not, you will get to a point where you will do anything with your life. And that's not God's agenda. God allows us to have authority by receiving authority. And I declare concerning you, every unction God has placed upon you, receive it to prosper. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, we thank you for Mercy's family. And we declare, Lord Jesus, you will do something mighty. As you have promised, it is done in that family. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You can be seated in heavenly places. Amen. I'm excited you came around. Please turn around and smile to somebody. Say welcome to Water Life. Thank you so much for coming. Help me celebrate this wonderful woman of God who blessed us today. I see God raising a mighty generation of women who would shake the earth. I would say this to all the women, if you are not prayerful, you can't move what God wants to move. I, I was talking to the women, to the ladies on Monday, and I told them, I said, God, God created your mind and created a wide area of speech, larger than that one of a man. It's not... It wasn't an unintentional step. God, we sang that song, he's intentional, right? Mm-hmm. God had a plan. He knew you would talk too much. <laughs> yes. He knew. He knew that you, you have things to... And so he put it there so that a woman who has understood God... So God would do this to these women... He has given you that large area of speech that your level of intercession is beyond just that one of a man. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. And God will keep you until you understand it. You will never shake the earth. Amen. Amen. Stop, stop using your mouth to be gossiping. I'm telling you, Amen. when you use it to gossip, you are reducing from what God had given you. Use that mouth. That, that mouth that you talk too much. Go and sit down. Talk too much to that father. And you will see what he will turn you to become. Just use it. Use it. Use it every now and then. When you feel like talking, you feel like... Go and do... God is there. Speak to him. I'm telling you, you would, you would create a generation. See, if you see children prosper... Is the prayer of their parents, of their mother especially, not even their father. Mm-hmm. The blessing of the father is there. 
but it was the intercession of the woman that kept him. You will pray for your womb. You will declare the kind of children you will, you will have. You will declare the kind of businesses your husband will have. You will see a man that is, God will tell you, follow this man. And he looks like he doesn't have anything. True. And you will be offended with the fact that God is saying you should follow this one that doesn't look like he has plenty. But you will pray one prayer over this person's life. You will wake up the next day. You won't believe what he has become. Uh, mm. yeah. Father Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. Peniel is coming up 22nd. Next week, Friday. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be an experience you will never forget by God's grace. It will be that experience. It's going to just be an awesome time. You will, you will look for, you will look forward. Not just to another one. You will look forward to do penel in your life. Amen. Meaning that you will look forward to pray at night. I'm telling you. We had, we had last panel, the testimonies we had was amazing. Certain people began to call me. So that night, I came for that vigilo. The next morning, I received a call and I got a job. I said, I said mm, Saturday, it was Saturday. Yes. How did you get a work? How did you get called for work on Saturday? You see, that's God. That's God. That's God. When God does his own thing, he does it. He, regardless of who it is. Amen. Amen. Trust God. And some of you here who God has put it in your heart and said, contribute to the work. You know that money is needed for the work of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So those of you who God has laid in your heart, please endeavor. Give on to it. Let's see that this thing comes to pass. There are a lot of things that we need to do. There are a lot of things... Our sound budget was how much? Sir, forty k. Yes. Our what budget again? And see the system. See see what I believe in, and I want you to believe in it. The idea of seeding is very important, and let me tell you why it's very important. When people come into a meeting like this, the some of the, some of these ministers who are going to come, we don't leave them to go back just like that. Reason is not because we want to give them money or make them happy. Reason is because we want to take and drain whatever they carry. Some of you here are going to be blessed by some of these people's unction because you were able to honor it. There, there are things that you, were, you may never be able to do, but you would, you would yield the result of it. Now, the price for certain anointing will take you hours of prayer. I'm not, I'm not saying that prayer is not important. Mm-hmm. I, because there must be somebody that opened that gate that you will honor mm-hmm. so that you will receive. Mm-hmm. So it will take that path, that, what, what the, that pathfinder that has prayed that hour, those number of hours, but you gave unto him. You discover that that kind of function to heal the sick began to fall, flow on you. That function to prophesy began to flow on you. How do you do it? You honor the one who had it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is ask, right? Jesus mm-hmm. talked about ask. A S K. Ask, seek, 
knock. Mm. You ask the question, God, please, this is what I want. You now seek. Then when you find, you find the door. Then you will knock at the door. Why are you knocking at the door? Eh? Why, not, why, why don't you open the door? Do you have the key? You do you have the key. You are knocking. It will take somebody who has the key from inside to open it for you. Yeah. And God puts men inside that they will open the key, the doors for you. There are certain things that you won't have to do plenty. It's just knock. And somebody who is in there will open it. I prophesy concerning you. God will cause men to stay in doors that you need to enter Amen. and they will open them. Amen. As you honor the principles of God, Amen. it will cost the men.